Welcome to The Daily Reel, the Monday through Thursday movie news show that I host here on my channel. My name is Dean, known locally on the channel as Movie Dean. Today we're talking about some fun stuff. We got we got a big news item that I don't know if everyone else is talking about it, but we're going to talk about it because it's huge for DC. We'll get into that. We got some news about Deadpool. We're going to talk Mission Impossible. But first, we got to do something that isn't necessarily fun, but I think it's important and I'm kind of happy to do it. And that is to pay homage to someone. Uh, yesterday, it was reported from his son that John Romita Sr. passed away. Now, if you're a movie fan and not into comics, that might not sound like that's important to you but trust me it is because john romita senior is on the all-time like a mount rushmore of comic book geniuses he's right there he wrote spider-man for years uh he is the co-creator of mary jane watson uh co-creator of wolverine punisher a bunch of other characters characters that you know and love he's responsible for how they look how they appeared how they acted how they moved some of even just like the story behind these characters he's responsible for a lot of that and he has a direct impact on pop culture and so when i saw this yesterday uh from his son uh, I got to say, I was I was a little moved. John Romita Jr., who is himself uh, an incredible artist. I say this with a heavy heart. My father passed away peacefully in his sleep. He is a legend in the art world, and it would be my honor to follow in his footsteps. Please keep your thoughts and condolences here out of respect uh, for my family. He was the greatest man I ever met. Now... When I saw that, like I said, I was I was actually like, oh man, and like yes, he's ninety three, so there's there's that. Uh, it wasn't a surprise to the family, but it's always difficult. So my prayers are going out for the Ramita family, uh, but also I just wanted to share because again, maybe maybe you're a movie fan and you have no idea who this individual is uh, or was, and so you're just like, I don't know. Let me show you how important he was let's let's take a look this is probably his most iconic cover that he did now that probably rings a bell with some of you especially if you're a big spider-man comic book superhero fan maybe even if you didn't read the comics you know that picture maybe just the cover but also what it represented maybe some of you guys are looking at that and being like that kind of reminds me of something well, he also did this. Now, that is something that probably most movie fans know. This shot is iconic. And it was iconic when he drew it. Uh, I remember seeing the picture of it and being like, whoa. And then we all saw it in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, which I think is one of the all-time greatest comic book superhero movies of all time. It's, it's incredible. But look at that. He got that from John Romita Sr. Like that exact image because it was just so good 
that he decided he was going to replicate that on screen and it worked. It had an effect on us. When we saw that that Spider-Man suit hanging out of the trash in that Sam Raimi movie, I think a lot of us were like, "Whoa, this is this is really like impactful. Like this is a big moment for Toby Maguire's Spider-Man." And the idea for that came from this genius, John Romita Sr. And so I just wanted to pay him a little bit of tribute and uh, say once again, praying for the Ramita family. And I'm so thankful that I was into old school comics when I was little and had to go to the thrift store and buy uh, these bags for 50 cents. And I would get a whole bunch. And uh, there was there was quite a bit of John Ramita Sr., um, um, drawn stuff in that. And so I'm, I'm very thankful for what he did for comics, what he did for superheroes, again, co-creating Mary Jane Watson, Wolverine, Punisher, and so many others. Uh, he, he is an absolute legend. And so even if you're a movie fan, not a comic book fan, I think you got to respect what he was able to do. And a lot of the things that we, we see now, and mostly the Spider-Man movies, uh, it, it came directly from his mind. And uh, so we just got to pay him a little bit of respect. Now, we do have some other news items. We're going to start with the one that's probably the biggest thing, and it was on the thumbnail for, for this uh, video. Blue Beetle. Man, this little, this little movie is coming out in August, and we had the trailer. I'm expecting to get a trailer any day now. Uh, I'm really surprised with Flash coming out this weekend that they haven't already dropped the new trailer for Blue Beetle. Uh, don't know why, because uh, it's not that far away, but we're, we're still waiting on a second trailer for Blue Beetle as I'm you know recording this right now. But we have some news. We have some really good news. Uh, lately, I've been talking about DC, and everything has been not fun. You know, talking about Ezra Miller and all that kind of stuff. But I finally have some good news to report, and that comes via a podcast that James Gunn uh, recorded with Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. He has a podcast called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and uh, he did an awesome interview. You should go and watch it. Find it on YouTube. Uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, but part of the podcast, there was, there was just like a little, little news drop that's so big but let's see what james gunn said he said the first dcu character for sure is blue beetle in the first full dcu movie is superman so he was talking about you know his inspiration for superman and there's actually a lot there maybe i'll make a couple of videos this weekend about some of the things that he said about superman a lot to dive into but right there we finally have someone that we know for sure is moving on, you know, under this, like the last regime of DC studios or Warner brothers. And they didn't even have like, it was a division for DC. Now it's a studio. Uh, but we've, we've been waiting, you know, are any of these guys going to cross over? And we thought, you know, maybe Shazam is Shazam going to, uh, be able to make enough money to be a franchise that carries on into James Gunn's DC universe and obviously the box office said no. <laughs> like, uh, I think that that is that is a ship that has sailed. Uh, that That's just not happening. But now we get this news that Blue Beetle, 
uh, Zozo, uh, who is awesome in that role. Uh, and you know, he's great in Cobra Kai too, uh, which, you know, I'm really excited for the next season, but, uh, that's not what we're talking about right now. He's, he's a great actor. He's really fun to watch. And that trailer was pretty fun. Even if the look is a little, I don't know. For me, when I watched that first trailer, I'm really looking forward to another one because it looked like a TV movie. And I think that's actually how that project started. So I don't think the budget was quite there to get it to be like, you know, it it didn't have a Shazam Fury of the Gods budget. It had a pretty, you know, low budget for, for a superhero movie because I think it was started as a TV project. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I seem to remember. Anyways, uh... I think the reason why he differentiates and says that Blue Beetle is the first DCU character rather than the first movie, like Superman is the first movie, is a couple different reasons. One, I think he's kind of preparing the audience to be like, if you think like this is like the launching pad for everything, it's not going to be that. There aren't going to be as many tie-ins. Uh, and then two, you know, Superman, he's really focused on that. And I think for good reason, Superman is the character that you should be launching with if you're DC, especially with the injustice, uh, which I guess is somewhat of a pun for comic book fans, but uh, the injustice that was done uh, to Henry Cavill and his Superman and how great, you know, a lot of people loved Man of Steel and uh, at least Henry Cavill as that character and we don't get him anymore. So I think it's a really good thing for James Gunn to start off with Superman's, uh, you know, return his, this movie, Superman legacy. I think it's going to be really an interesting start and a necessary one to kind of just get the audience and fans like me back over and being like, no, you're going to like this version of Superman too. He's, he's going to be fun. He's going to be kind and gentle. Those words stick out to me as a Superman fan, but that's the building block. That's the cornerstone of the DC universe. But What this tells me is that there is enough here, you know, even if the budget is low, even if maybe this movie coming out isn't going to be, you know, mind blowing. And from the trailer, it doesn't look like it's going to be. It looks like a pretty, you know, uh, just straight laced origin movie. You know, it's not going to be like this, like multiverse crossing events or something like that. It's just Hey, he's, he's got this weird alien suit and how does that work? You know, like that, that's going to be fun though. I like those kind of origin movies. And uh, what this tells me is that James Gunn likes this too. And he thinks that this is worthwhile and that this character that doesn't have any baggage, it seems like this movie is kind of a standalone project. So it doesn't have, you know, all these tie-ins to Zack Snyder's stuff. And it doesn't have the tie-ins to James Gunn's stuff yet either. And so it's kind of like on this island. And uh, we had that report that we talked about uh, where the actor who's playing Jaime talked about how if it does well, we're talking about a trilogy. And I think mixed with with that and now with James Gunn saying this is the first DCU character, I think that we're primed for a decent, good movie that actually will have an effect. Like we're going to see Jaime again. Now, will it will it be in a Justice League movie uh, like 
the actor said, or will he get a trilogy? I don't know. I think that's going to really depend on how many people connect to this movie, the box office, all of that. But what tells me is that this character is worthwhile and this movie is going to be worthwhile enough for them to bring it in. Uh, to the rest of the DCU universe, this new version under the leadership of James Gunn. So that, to me, is awesome. So the excitement level for me with Blue Beetle just went up like a couple a couple levels. Like I, I'm, I was already like, I want to see this movie. Now I really want to see it because I think James Gunn really believes in this project, and that gets me excited. But what do you think? Let me know down in the comments section. Let's move on to... <laughs> An interesting story because we've been talking a lot about the box office. You know, we're talking a lot about the box office and which movies are going to perform well and which ones aren't. And even last week, we talked about how Tom Cruise is having some issues with IMAX screenings and because of the overlap with Oppenheimer and Barbie. And it, and it doesn't just seem like he's going to be able to get over that. Like he's talking to even like really small companies trying to get them to play uh, Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on uh, these bigger screens. And so it looks like he's kind of like, I don't know, it reminds me of when I wanted to get a Slurpee when I was in like junior high and I would go like scavenging through <laughs> the the couch cushions looking for, you know, $1.68 so I could go down and get a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. Uh, that's what I feel like Tom Cruise is doing right now with, with this movie. He's being desperate to try to make as much money as he can for this movie to move the franchise forward, to be, you know, just, uh, as a producer, he has a stake in it, but we have this report that Tom Cruise, uh, did get a deal done. Like he got a big deal done. You know, he might not be able to work things out with IMAX, but he definitely got a deal done. Let's see from the Hollywood Reporter. Recently, Hollywood tent poles have been earning less in China. Still the world's second biggest theatrical box office territory. But if there's anyone who could break the trend, perhaps it's Tom Cruise. His global smash hit Tom Gun Maverick wasn't released in China because of political reasons. But the last film in the Mission Impossible franchise, Mission Impossible Fallout, earned 181 million in China. And he just got approval for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One to get a prime prime slot in uh in china for its release what that means is that tom cruise he's going into the couch cushions he's trying to find as much money as he can for this movie and he came out big it's like when you dive into the couch cushions and you come out with five bucks that's that's the equivalent all right for us for us peasants who aren't rich all right but here he dove into the couch cushions and found china and it's probably going to be a huge hit over there. If if Fallout made $181 million, uh, I think it's safe to say that this money is gonna or this movie is gonna make a bunch of money over in China. And that's going to help this franchise so much because honestly, the Mission Impossible franchise, when you look at it compared to other franchises, like the quality is up there. These are good movies, but it doesn't perform. As well, it's not a Transformers. Uh, it, it's not even uh, the the Bourne movies. You know, it's like they're good, and this is coming after 
uh, Top Gun Maverick. So it'll be interesting to see the bump that that uh, this film gets because of Tom Cruise's performance and everything attached to Top Gun Maverick. It's going to have an effect on this movie in a, in a very positive way. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But now they have China and they're going to make quite a bit of money over there while other movies... One, they're not getting over to China because it's pretty crowded over there as far as the box office goes. Uh, and they only bring in so many and the percentages are different. So there's less incentive uh, for some studios to get their movies over there. But also the ones that are there are not performing very well right now. But Tom Cruise is a proven success in China. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. But I think this could be huge. For Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Such a long title. Let me know what you think down in the comments section. Do you think this is going to make that much of a difference? How much do you expect this movie to get when you compare it to the rest of the franchise? Is it going to make more than Fallout? That'll be interesting to see. Because we're in a different age now. You know, post-pandemic and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, the crowded box office. It's a little bit different nowadays than when Fallout came out, but it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. Let me know what you think down in the comments section. All right, let's deal with our last story for today. And that story, I think, is actually a pretty big one. And that is that Zazie Beats is not coming back for Deadpool 3. Now, Zazie Beats was awesome as Domino in Deadpool 2. Uh, I think she was one of the better parts of the movie, even like even this scene. You guys know what happened with that wood chipper. And she's, you know, you can see you can see these people just in horror. And the look that she was giving Wade Wilson. So funny. So, so funny. Uh, but she's going to be not returning. So she's not returning to uh, Deadpool uh, 3. Now, course everyone's looking forward to deadpool 3 because we're finally getting wolverine and deadpool together which is just a really fun mix it's fun in the comics and it'll be fun on screen ryan reynolds hugh jackman their videos together are hilarious i'm sure this movie is going to be fantastic but this is what she had to say about returning to the project all right uh so decider asked her about it uh, about the improvisation that was happening with Ryan Reynolds and, you know, the, the writer's strike and how that all works. And she said, well, I'm actually not in Deadpool 3, so I don't know what you're doing about improvisation. I'm assuming they're probably taking a pause. I'm excited to watch it. So we get firm confirmation that Zazie Beats is not returning. And to me, I don't know why that's happening. Because she was fantastic in Deadpool 2 and had a really interesting dynamic and brought like, you know, it's funny and everything, but she brought like a serious tone uh, to Deadpool. So I'm I'm a little curious why this isn't happening, if it's a budget thing or, you know, I get that you already have Wolverine in this movie. And with that, you're going to have to do some things right if Wolverine's in this movie then you can bet that there's going to be other X-Men in this movie um, and not just the ones that we've seen before. I'm assuming that we're going to see a few of the other team members and there's probably going to be like some multiverse action or timeline jumping to be able to get him into the MCU, to be around Avengers and 
um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. How fun would that be? I'm just saying, like, that would be that would be pretty fun. I'm just saying, put put Deadpool with a version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't have to be, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four with Adam Warlock or anything. I'm saying like Guardians of the Galaxy and like Secret Wars, this other version of a, a Guardians team. I'm just saying it could be a lot of fun. Anyways, um, there it's it might be a crowded movie. It might be a crowded movie is my point. So maybe that's why Domino isn't coming back. But to me, uh, I'm pretty disappointed <laughs> that Zazie Beats isn't going to be back in that. Because like I said, I thought she was great in Deadpool 2 and brought, you know, there's there's just like a really funny concept of just being lucky and everything just working out for you. And we saw that done really well in Deadpool 2. And so I was looking forward to a little bit of that in Deadpool 3, but I guess we're just not going to get it. Uh, does that bring the, like the excitement level for this movie is going to be huge, right? Wolverine, Deadpool. But does that bring it down just a little bit for you? What do you think about Domino not returning for Deadpool 3? Let me know down in the comments section. And that's the show, guys. That's it today. Uh, you know, let's let's do something. Let's Let's do something. Let's go out and let's read uh, and just observe the art uh, of uh, John Romita Sr. and appreciate him. Maybe go on to Twitter and tweet at, at his son's tweet, uh, do a reply and just say, you know, prayers for your family. Uh, appreciate, you know, everything that your father did for comics and for pop culture in general. Uh, but my prayers are definitely going out to the Ramita family. Anyways, I will see you tomorrow for another episode of Daily Real. See you then.